And when I mean consistent, I mean like it's hard, but you got to be that way when you get your butt kicked. And then you got to be that way when you do the same to somebody else. It's, it's a balance. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm real high when we win and real low when we lose, it's, I think that's kind of a problem. Welcome to the Jamodi Podcast, where we interview coaches and leaders to find out not just what they do, but how they do what they do. Becoming the best version of ourselves is Jamodi, just a matter of doing it. Today, we're joined by the head men's basketball coach of Waxahachie High School, Greg Gober. Coach Gober has been a high school coach in the state of Texas for 26 years. His previous teams at Abilene Cooper, Colleyville Heritage, and Waxahachie High School have made it to the Texas State playoffs 16 times. And at the beginning of this season, his overall record as a head coach was 413 and 198 with a 68% winning percentage. In 2021, Coach Gober was named the recipient of the TABC Don Coleman Outstanding Coach Award. Before we hear from Coach, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Jamoni Podcast. What is one quality you see in leaders that coaches and players need to cultivate in their own habits and actions? Well, mine's real simple, Matt. It's short, it's sweet, but it's kind of, you got to be consistent in what you do. And then you got to formulate accountability. And if, if you do that as a leader, you do that as a player, you know, everybody's on the same page. You, you kind of, you don't eliminate problems, but you definitely decrease the problems because you've been this way, they've been this way. And when I mean consistent, I mean like it's hard, but you got to be that way when you get your butt kicked. And then you got to be that way when you do the same to somebody else. It's, it's a balance. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm real high when we win and real low when we lose, it's, I think that's kind of a problem. Your player, your players might mimic that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They really do. And it's uh it's tough because it's it's not the exact same. There is when you win, you have a different feeling, you have a different look on your face, your whole stuff. But when you lose, it, it can be completely opposite. And if you're not careful, I mean you can you can just I don't know, it, it kind of sabotages what you're trying to do. So for me, every day I try to be consistent in our practices. Um you know, uh, and then account I want to be as accountable as they are. So it's my job to come there every day, give us the right practice, set the right tone. And if I don't, I'm not accountable. And then at the same time, it's easier for me to get onto them or to correct it or, you know, lead them in a different way if, if I'm doing it every day. You know, I, I had a, uh, a kid from another team and he transferred in and and I, you know, I try not to compare stuff, but I, I was just curious what it was like where he was at. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, coach, sometimes, you know, what's crazy is you're here every day. And, and, I, and I thought that was kind of strange. It's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you're at practice every day. Most of the time, a lot of times it's assistant coaches at practice and head coach might not be there all the time. And I was like, that's what I want to stay away from, mm-hmm. you know, um, I asked him just the other day, how many days you think that I've missed, you know, outside of quarantine, outside of the freeze. And they're like, well, coach, you, you know, you missed that one time. I, I got something on my nose, some like a staph infection. 
So I missed a day for that. And, you know, but I just, you don't miss. And so what I was really doing was saying, some of you are missing too much, mm-hmm. you know, and they understood what I was saying. It's like, if I'm going to be here and I'm accountable. Why is it that you're the player and you find reasons not to be here sometimes, but yet you have these tremendous goals and lofty aspirations mm-hmm. but you don't show up. So, and, and that's not a, that's not a norm. That was just a, one player going through something sure. that's kind of what we explained to them you know so consistency accountability that you know every day in practice man I don't know what your practices are like but for us we kind of have a routine and and they know we're going to come in we're going to warm up when we finish the warm-up we're going to go into ball handling when we finish the ball handling we're going to go into shooting when we finish the shooting we're going to get into transition passing something to get them moving then we're going to get into the things that we need to do. Then after that, we go into another type of warm up that stretches them a little bit further. And now we get into our team stuff. So Hmm. we do that every day. And during the season, we do it. I do it during the athletic period and we do it after school too. So they're, they're doing it two, two times a day, every day. But during that consistency, we find different things to do during those ball handling or passing Mm -hmm. different types of drills but it's always consistent. That way they know what's coming. They know what the expectations are. And, and I try to explain to them why we do it that way too. It's like, I, I'm going to do a shooting drill. We're going to work on our offense, but we haven't even warmed up shooting. So when we start missing shots, it's going to, you know, it's going to make everything look bad. You're not going to yep. it. So I need you to be the best shooter you can be when we start going over our team stuff to mm-hmm. come believe in it. And we, and then we'll get to some one of your other questions leads into what that is and the individual skill development stuff like that. But that's that's what we do. You know? I, lo- I love hearing about the the plan that you have, and I would imagine the fact that they know what's coming. Even though the the drill or the individual skill work ball handling might change, they know that that segment's coming because of that repetition, that pattern. You're probably able to get to a lot in a shorter amount of time, or be very efficient with your time because you have that that plan in place yeah i i think it helps it makes everything smooth we walk out at 12 15 and you know i speak to them for about five minutes before practice we talk about some of the aspirations some things that are going on during the day you know either positive accolades or we correct some behaviors that may have happened in that first five minutes and then we're we're into it by 12 20 we're we're on it and we're going and they, they know that. And, uh, you know, we don't, a lot of places have built in breaks. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for 30 years. We never have a break. I mean, we don't, we don't have water breaks. We don't have, they get water if they need water. It's right there. They just get it and they're paying attention. And, you know, everything for me is broken up into five minute segments. Okay. So even if it's, I've seen some coaches that do two, you know, six minutes, eight minutes. I'm not smart enough to keep up with that when I make the plan, so everything's five. And um, But every day I walk out with a plan. All the coaches, I, I make the practices. We talk about it, kind of what we need. We go over a few things. I type them up every day, and then I give it to the coach, and we go out and we do our thing, you know. I like that idea. I like that idea of, not having structured water breaks put out throughout your workout, but the expectation is, listen, I mean, 
when, when you're in a break, when you're out of a drill, if you need a swig, go get it, but you better stay engaged. I mean, you could steal back, golly, probably for some programs, steal back 10, 15 minutes in your practice. Yeah. We That's the thing. We never – I just – I wasn't uh, – my coach never really had breaks and things like that. So when I started developing it, I just never put breaks in there. You know, the break might be – you know, during your free throws, that's really your break. Yep. You, know, you, you, you know, you're going to shoot whatever. You know, we, we shoot one-and-ones, and we got to shoot 10 of them. They come tell me what it is, and then we do a little – we call them Spider-Mans. We do Spider-Man if we don't hit 80 or 90%. And so that's, that's kind of how we do our stuff. You got uh, – if you don't mind, what's a Spider-Man? It's just – it looks like Spider-Man. You get down and you look like Spider-Man crawling the wall, but you're crawling uh, and they're down low. And some days I say, hey, man, you look like a daddy long leg. Or, you know, <laughs> and you're a black widow today. <laughs> but we just – and it takes seconds. But at the mm. same time, we're getting a core workout with them. Flexibility they're, there. Hip flexibility is really good. Yeah. yeah. They're staying loose. I'm yeah. not just running them. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't run near like I used to run them, but they they just understand that. Why do you think that change has been from how, when you started? Well, I, I used to, you know, I still run them, and I still I still punish for. There's always a winner and a loser. Mm -hmm. Punish in a different way, or you know, we reinforce in a different way. It, it used to be I just line up and I'd run maybe 10, 15 minutes straight, and then the rest of the practice was crap too. Yeah. So, so now, you know, we'll, we'll do some forward, some back, some push steps, you know, something that's basketball related, you know, some up downs, whatever in between. Uh, whereas I used to, you know, I, I ran the day of a game of a shoot around. If it wasn't right, we lined up and we ran it. So uh, you kind of evolve over time and mm -hmm. find something that fits your guys. And, you know, if my guys don't think they're being competing they don't do as well you know mm -hmm. just do something to do it that really doesn't resonate it doesn't resonate to me so it doesn't resonate to them either it's like every little the free throw competition like I said if you're shooting against air and you're not making 80 or 90 percent out of your 10 shots you we've got problems you got to figure that out you're not going to shoot that in a game you mm -hmm. know the guys aren't going to shoot 80 or 90 but in practice they are and so we're not going to have those guys that go up to we call them fifty fifty guys and I, I I don't know we we do some crazy things but we laugh at them <laughs> um, hey he's fifty fifty but they all line up and they try to make them miss instead of trying to make them make it sometimes we try to do like the opponent does and we yeah it's more real yeah yeah we yell at them we scream we yeah. you know, I sit there and tell them I know you can't make it you're weak minded or. There's no way I see it every day. You're, you're so weak, you can't make this. And then they're trying to prove something to me. So anyway, that's that's just kind of a simple thing that we do. I, I got to imagine even with something like that on the free throw line, when you're trying to get in their head a little bit, what type of reinforcement, you know, positive, yeah. you, you, you come up behind them after or you have one-on-one -on -one talks with them to make sure they're staying on the path that you want them to stay mentally? Uh, really, it's kind of like, man, you know, I just said that just to see what you do. I, you know, this is what they're going to be doing in the game. I knew you're really going to knock them down, but I can't sit there and tell you that all the time, you know, because everybody's yelling, screaming. So 
we're having those kind of conversations with them. Like, man, I knew you're going to hit it, but I just had to see how <laughs> you, we, we build them up the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just letting them know that we do believe in them. And it, it kind of goes back with the whole thing, Matt. I wouldn't be able to run my kids. I wouldn't be able to condition them. We wouldn't be able to compete if they didn't know that I'm going to be there with them. You know, mm-hmm. most of the time our coaches do it with them too. We do the push-ups or we do the up-downs or we do the – sometimes that's, I – That's why your back's hurting you. Is, yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just get going. If I'm, I'm real good, feeling good that day, I'll just make them do push-ups and yoga, yeah. you know, poses and make them hold it and – you know, just, just to mess with them. But I think it matters if you're willing to do that with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't miss that shot, but I lost with you. I mm-hmm. won with you and I lost with you. So anyway, that's accountability and consistency. They know, mm-hmm. you know, it's something as simple as this, Matt. If you're doing a push-up, do the push-up the right way. You can't just go through it and halfway. And then when you get up, you got to pop up on two feet. And I always say, you don't crawl up like an old man. I mean, that's how I would get up. <laughs> you got to pop up. So if we see somebody not pop up, we do them again and again. Yeah. It's it's pretty good when you get 30 guys, they finish, it's 10, everybody's up and we move. So just something simple like that. Yeah, but that helps your culture move in the right direction that you, that you want it to. And I love the idea of, you know, as leaders, uh, we're not going to ask our players to do anything that we wouldn't do. And so it sounds yeah. like you just have that type of accountability and culture with your guys. That I mean, that's to me, they they realize that I hurt just like they hurt. And and I feel good just like they feel good. And we're all in it together. And uh, I think that in today's world, especially if, if you can do that, you're going to be successful regardless of your talent level, whatever, because everybody's going to be on the same page. And that's that's what you got to figure out is how to get them all on the same page. Coaches, the Jamoti podcast is powered by Biology. What's your BSA score? The Biology Skill Assessment is the only verified skills metric endorsed by the NIA and NJCAA to discover and develop the best talent for your team. This 10-minute, 100-shot test can be taken for free today on the Biology mobile app. Elevate your game. Uh, how do you build confidence in your players? Uh, for me, it's just being real with them, Matt. I just uh, some people build confidence by nothing but just "add a boy, add a boy, way to go, way to man." That's you're so good. I can't, you know, I you you just you're, you're better than all the other players. You're, you're my best. We don't do that. I mean, we 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 have our time of that kind of stuff, but ours is more realistic and a challenge. Look. He's the best player. Here's what we've got to do to get to that point. If we're not at that point, then one, we might not be playing. We might not even get a chance to compete with them. And, you know, but that's that's what we do. And we, we kind of praise performance versus praising potential. And, you know, I like that. At the end of the, at the end of the season, I was really disappointed with our loss and I was very, you know, I, I took it real personal because I felt like I messed them up and I let, I let us down a lot. And, uh, but we, we came up with a saying after we wrote down everything and it's, I like acronyms. So I put like potential versus performance. This kid's not playing because he's just full of potential. This kid's playing because he's performing. 
So is it going to be potential performance? And we just say, we call it poop. You know, what is it? It's, you know, it's either poe for potential or performance. And performance plays and potential sits over there with me. Mm. And that's kind of kind of what we do with their confidence. It's like, I, I know you you could be good and I know you're athletic and I know you should be able to do this, but if you're not performing, you're, you're not playing. And you may not get that in a game. I mean, it's every day in practice. It's, it's you know, every way that we go about our, our, our daily work. Um, and, you know, so we don't look at it like, well, he shined in the game, so now he becomes a starter. It's like, does he do this all the time? Is he consistent for us? Mm. And that's how we build our confidence, the kids. We started a kid for nine games, and then I never started him again. And then um, there were several games he never played. So he went from a starter to maybe newcomer of the year in another district to not even getting off the bench. Now, how does his confidence? Well, you talk about every day how hard he works. He's getting to the level he needs to get to. When he finally gets to what he can be, that's when he'll start playing again. And the good ones accept it. And truthfully, the bad ones just probably, they'll never accept it and they'll move on. Right. It, we're we, real we're just yeah. real but having those conversations and those expectations i mean players probably stay and when i say uncomfortable not in a bad way they stay uncomfortable in a good way meaning they got to stay sharp like just because you're a starter doesn't mean it's going to stay that way so you got to continue to work you got to continue to put in the time and like you said perform and yeah. that probably makes things really competitive in practice and Oh, every day. I mean, they, they know if they're getting it done in practice, regardless of where they were on a depth chart or whatever, that really doesn't matter. They're going to play and they're going to get opportunities. So they battle every day, you know, to, to get that part of it done. And I tell them constantly, we talk about it. They know this is just the way that I am. I could care less who starts. I never, I, I don't worry about who starts. I said, you guys need to start thinking about who the finishers are. Yeah. In crunch time, who are the guys in the last three minutes of a close game? Those are our best players. If you're in, great. If if you're not, you're 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 not one of our guys that's gonna be able to finish. And so starting to them is it hurts your feelings and your pride and your parents' pride sometimes. But I say, you know, hey, he's a finisher. Yeah. Who's in in the game? And that that's what they really look forward to more is, you know, if it's a close game and they're the ones in, they know that they're probably doing the best job and they're confident about it. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. How does individual skill work into your daily practice? that is part of the uh, consistency part of it as well. So probably the first, uh, I've been at Waxhachie for six years. Wow, has it been that long? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's, well, actually I'm going into, this will be, I've been there for five years. Five years, yeah. So the first three, we never did, we did skill development, but we didn't do it the way that we do it now. Okay. But we did, Every day we did half-court layups basically with four or five guys at every basket or three, 
and they're going to do a series of hesitation and then a finish and an inside out and a finish and a one, two square, you know, four different things off the dribble, full speed, shoot your layup, jump, grab it out of the net. So that was their individual every day. And then I went and uh, visited another coach, uh, Clark over at Sulphur Springs, and he did this thing called finishing school. Mm. And I saw him do it one time in a clinic and I got more into it. And so we started including our half court layups with the finish school. So one of my assistants, Colton, my son, he's like, well, dad, you could do both of those. And, and not just two, two separate things, just do them at the same time. So, you know, hesitation at the three, then it might be the fear finish, then it might be a bully finish, then it might, so you're, you're working on four or five different finishes. You're working on beating the individual, you're, you know, the first defender, then the secondary defender. Mm-hmm. I would have never really got to that part of it if I wouldn't have seen another coach mm. Do it and kind of utilize what he was doing and put it to what we're doing. And we got really, we got a lot better. I mean, so, you know, everybody always talks about what do you do individual in your skill development every day. We do that. Yeah. Sometimes it's against a guy. Sometimes it's against air. You know, generally we start off air, then they go against somebody and, you know, it becomes a one-on-one, two-on-two every day. It turns it into something like that before we really get going and they they really like it what's one thing you would do differently if you could start over in coaching that's a good i really you know I, I don't know uh the one answer but you know or what are a couple things that you you realize I, I would, now yeah i would i would look back and and you know i always felt like i was pretty compassionate and i always cared uh about my players from day one when i was a junior high coach uh, but I, I think over time and as you age, you, you start to really, you know, I get accused all the time of being soft now, you know, by ex-players or my own son, or it's like, he never used to be that way, but I still feel like I'm incredibly demanding, but maybe a little bit more compassionate and a little mm-hmm. bit more intelligent about what I was doing, you know, um, Sometimes you might end up thinking that you're proving a point, but you're really, you're hurting the opportunities just Mm -hmm. by trying to prove that point. And so, you know, I've I've tried to figure out some ways better to, you know, prove my points, not necessarily, I don't have to prove them at that moment, you know, Um, but that, that'd be one thing, you know, um, coaching, coaching and player the one thing that it's never really changed is the uh, the relationship part, though. You gotta you gotta be close to your guys. I mean, if you're gonna ask them to do some crazy things out there and do things that nobody else would do, um, you know, you better have a good relationship with them. And I, I've seen that in you because even even at McKinney, when we were playing against you a couple times, we'd see you in tournaments or whatnot, and. And just just knowing you, the the way that you are able to coach them hard, but they they play hard for you and they love playing for you. So if you could get, you could just give me like what's a what's a tip to what do you do to build those relationships with your players the way you have them? Honestly, sometimes um, I'm just I won't I won't say brutally because I'm not really it's not hurting as much as I'm describing, but I'm, I'm incredibly honest with them. Um, 
if it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. And they know there's not going to be this in between. I'm just saying it to make them feel good at the moment. Mm. Oh, it's real. And, uh, you know, Matt, one time I, a principal and administrator, she said that, uh, I, I, I shouldn't even said she, but I did. But anyway, she said, you know, that I scared her, that I was demonstrative with the kids and, and the kids, you know, that, you know, I really needed to channel some of my uh, emotions because it, it looked like it anger all the time. And, and so I really thought about it. So I, I went through about a three day period of trying to be something that you're not. And, mm. and finally a kid said, coach, why are you doing this? Why are you acting that way? This is nothing like you. And I explained to them why. And they're like, coach, just be you. Yeah. We, we know it doesn't matter what the parents, it doesn't matter what the administrator thinks. Mm. They're not with us every day in practice. So to, what I'm saying is just be you, Matt. Your personality is different than my personality. If I tried to be Matt, if I try to be Coach K, if I try to be Tom Izzo, you know, people that I care about and really like and watch. And But if I try to be them and that's what I'm not, yeah. the kid smells it in a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, it, it totally, totally changes everything. Yeah, I think one thing interesting you said is just, you know, being honest and genuine with them because they'll be able to tell when you're being fake and phony. Yeah, Matt, man, the one things that, that a kid, the kid can smell if it's real or not. They know, they've seen people be phony. They've seen people uh, two-faced, behind the back type stuff their whole lives, you know? And for us, if I'm gonna say it to your face, it's the same thing I say behind your back, you know? Mm. Whatever I'm saying right now to somebody is what I'm going to say to them. And I tell the coaches, I tell the players this all the time. I say, guys, if you sweep, you keep sweeping things under the rug. You keep sweeping it. He said, I said, eventually you're going to trip. I said, uh, you, you might get all your little, you know, sweep it under, sweep it under, sweep it under. Finally, it gets so much you trip. I said, so let's don't sweep anything under the rug. Let's put it out there. Let's, let's get it the way it's supposed to be. And then the parents, the players, the administrators, we, we all operate under, you know, trying to be as authentic as possible. And uh, in today's, you know, one of the things I want to make sure I said was like, you don't dehumanize somebody. Mm. And, and that's when you're saying one thing you might change. I think as an early and as a young coach, I probably dehumanize a kid. You know, I, I might have berated them to a level that I probably shouldn't have. And I try not to do that, but I still do. I mean, we're all guilty, but but that's one of our rules. Like what we, we don't have a list of rules. We don't go rule one, rule two. We, we get about three different things. And one is, you know, you're gonna treat people the way you wanna be treated. And basically is you're not gonna dehumanize them. We're not gonna laugh at people. We're not gonna make fun of people. We're gonna have fun and we're gonna do all that, but we're never going to do it to make us feel good at someone else's cost. And uh, so the kids are pretty good about that. And, and all of us, we, we don't, we, we value every kid regardless of, uh, you know, what his race is, what his wealth is, uh, how intelligent he is. Uh, they, they all are valuable people. And that's what we always talk about. It's just be, be a valuable person, you know? So, don't 
don't dehumanize people. Coach, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I think that's a great, uh, just something great for me to remember. Uh, even, you know, no matter who we're coaching or, or who we're dealing with is that one, we could probably learn something from them. No matter who they are, we can learn something from, but also to that. Yeah. The, especially the higher power part of it where, uh, they, there is a purpose for them in this world and we didn't yeah. create that. So remembering no, no. that is important. You know, I, I think truthfully, job, our job as a coach is not really to win and lose games. I mean, everybody, we all want to win every game. We want to do that. But the bottom line is our job is to figure out a way to help that person be successful in life for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And if we can teach them a few little things that might get them through the hump that they're going to go through because life is not fair. Life is not equal. Life is not just good all the time. So if we can figure out some skills to deal when we get, you know, hit in the face with some of that stuff, it gives them a chance to be successful. And that's, that's really, you know, that's what I think about. That's, that's the relationship part right there. I'm just trying to figure a way to help this kid make it in life. And, uh, you know, I'll say one thing about being authentic, Matt, you know, a lot of personal things, your life, you, You've, you know, you've probably kept in the back of your mind or just like a kid, he doesn't want to tell the coach everything, but he wants to tell him some things, but it's just, he may not tell him everything. The older that I've got and the more I've coached, I am, I tell things that, you know, that I've held for 40, 50 years, you know, that I, that I just tell them because I think it might be a moment for them to learn by something that happened, even though it might be embarrassing or, so, hey, it, it kind of puts us on the same. Yeah, they like, can connect with yeah. that. Yeah. You, you think you're the only one that's getting threatened to get kicked off a team or you're the only one that's ever acted up or, you know, your family's the only one with problems? Listen, here, here's some of my family problems. And I never used to really do that. And it seems like the more that I've done that, the more that I've opened with them, the more they open with me. And uh, they we just – you know, it just, I don't have a lot of kids that quit, you know, uh, we, we just don't. And I, and I don't have many kids that I've ever kicked off, but, but it happens. And even the ones I kicked off have come back and like, coach, thanks. Mm. You, you did this for me. You're the only person, maybe you're the only male that's ever stood up to me and made me, you helped me become a man, yeah. you know, or, one that you love so much that you, you let them get by, let them get by, and then finally you're, you're not helping them, you're enabling them. So you, you have to really show them kind of this is what will happen in life. You can't be part of the team anymore. Yeah. You know, so, and they're still, and we're still friends. They still come to every game. They still hang out. I still mess with them. <laughs> it's, and so that's, that's kind of what you got to be able to do is just be real with people. Coaches. The one thing that every team needs is confident shooters. The last eight years at Grapevine Faith, our teams have averaged 354 made threes each season. I love getting to share with coaches how our shooters train and more importantly, how they think. If you would like to enhance your shooting culture at your school, contact me directly at jamodipodcast at gmail.com. Okay, speed round, only about 30 seconds. And just first thing that pops in your head, you ready? All right, we'll try. Ooh. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, I like the pecan caramel. For high school, shot clock or no shot clock? 
I would say they probably shot clock, but I don't know how they'd ever manage it. Yeah. Uh, texting or talking, what do you like? I like talking. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Invisibility or super strength? Invisible? Invisibility or super strength? I, I like the invincibility part. That's okay. cool. I love that. Uh, place you most want to travel? Man, I just I just like to see United States. I've never been one of those people that got to go abroad and do all that. Okay. Just I'd like to see what the United States looks like. How many cups of coffee do you drink in a day? Uh, I never drank coffee for about uh, forty years. About about almost forty years of my life. Never drank a cup of coffee. Had a bad year with some bad parents, and now I drink two cups a day. <laughs> Two cups a day. Thank That's you. It. I'm on my way to work every morning. There you go. Uh, last question. Godfather or Star Wars? Man, I'm Godfather is probably what I'm more like. Yeah, that's fair. Star Wars, I can't keep up with all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, out of all the coaches, um, I, I've had only one say uh, no shot clock for high school. It was Matt Driscoll, former Baylor assistant who's at – Northern, Northern Florida right now. North, yeah. He, he yeah. said, he said no shot clock for high school. And I just, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. it you know, that's crazy, Matt. Um, I played with the shot clock a lot in high school. People, you know, like we, we've had beginning tournaments with shot clock with, with Tommy Brock on them. I never even told the kids there was shot clock. And when we scored, we had one, the whistle blew one time. They said, what was that? And I said, guys, that was a shot, a shot clock. Oh, we're playing? Yeah. I mean, and we we've never really had the problem. We 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 take shots in a hurry, so um it would probably affect more of the coaches or teams where control is such a big aspect, control of momentum, control of time, possession. Yeah. Like if you want a bunch of passes and you're trying to run some complex actions, then shot clock maybe. But that's the part of it is it'd be more fun to see players like you play and like we try to play, playing fast and and making plays rather than running a bunch of plays. Well, it's like the EYBL thing. You know, you're always – every. I've been in that for a long time, and they play with shot clock forever. So I was used to playing with shot clock, and, and you know, it. what it does, you can't just kill a game. You can't just, you know – keep the ball from somebody. When I was at, at you know, Collegeville Heritage, there'd be times that we we had a possession for 45 seconds or we'd have a possession for an hour, uh, for a minute and a half, and we'd say how great of a possession that was. Well, now we might not have a possession for 15 or 20 seconds, and it's still a great possession. Yeah. But it's it's just, I, I think it it's harder. If you mm. want to know the truth, it's harder to play the shot clock than without because if you're the dominant team, one way or the other, and there's no shot clock. You can manipulate it any way you want to. Hmm. There's a shot clock. Every possession, you you you're gonna have to play it somehow. And so I, I think it's harder to coach with. That's interesting. Well, coach, this was awesome, and I just want to thank you for giving me your time tonight. And uh, hopefully, you enjoy your family. And thank you so much. Will do, man. You too. Stay. Hey, I'll see you soon, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.